Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the show. Today, we have two of Alberta's finest golf professionals, the head professional of the Glendale Golf and Country Club, Mr. Jeff McGregor, and the head professional of Canyon Meadows, Mr. Matt Freeman. A couple guys that played an integral role in the development of one of our own, Parksy. We dive into their time in the desert and explore the craziness of the caddy world in America before the 2008 collapse and some of the amazing experiences they had during that time. Lots of laughs in this one. Get ready for it. So let's get right into it. Enjoy the show, everybody. Cheers. Welcome to the 4Jack Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the 4Jack Podcast, brought to you by Jackson Labs, the brand innovators that we trust to get our brand going in the right direction, and the brand innovators you should use to do the same. Uh, a really fun one today. Uh, very Alberta-based. Um, <laughs> Taking it home. Very, it could be fast-paced. It could be very reminiscent of old times, but I think there'd be a shit ton of stories and a lot of banter. A lot of banter flying. Um but before we chat with the the clowns that we dragged to bring dragged on here, we'll uh, we'll go say hello to Tombo out east. What's going on, dude? You look like you're just buried in that New York snow right now. Yeah, I just dug myself out, crawled in here, ready to go for the pod. It was uh, yeah, I got buried out there. So much snow, like almost two feet. I think is what we're projected. I think wow. this could shit. be top five most amount of snow New York has seen since i don't know when they've been keeping track but quite some time that's like you're back in edmonton man it is a little bit but i'm <laughs> excited to get a little alberta love and like we've been talking about having more people on the pod at once and it's nice to have a little party chaos time yeah it's the party yeah. line tonight for sure we got a couple of special guests on i'd like to think of these guys as i don't know the, it would be an understatement to say they're the leaders in their field two gentlemen that sort of coined the I don't know what the right word is. I guess they are the leaders in their industry, but you know what? They've they've sort of set the precedent for the for the club pro at the private club, and and they're really changing the game up. And it's nice to have a couple guys on the show that I would consider friends, but maybe even more than that, maybe family. A couple brothers from another mother's, real good buds. Pioneers, yeah, pioneers, absolutely, real good buds. We go way back. Lots of good stories to share. It's fun to have on tonight. Jeff McGregor from the Glendale Golf and Country Club and Matt Freeman from Canyon Meadows Golf and Country Club. Welcome, boys. How are you? Oh, you guys, Glendale can't afford good Wi-Fi? <laughs> what happened there? Well, I'm not on dial-up. I've got pretty good internet. So <laughs> it's great to be here. Thanks, Parksy. Yeah, it's good to have you guys on. Shoots, Shoots, you still there? I'm here. I'm there we go. go. You've yeah. put another quarter in put another quarter in the machine, so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> well, so boys are in the depths of the Alberta winter, kind of waiting for the season to get going, coming off of, I don't know, undoubtedly one of the craziest years golf has really ever seen, preparing for another one. What are we feeling so far this year, boys? Kind of been a weird, weird winter, actually, just with uh, all the restrictions in place, trying to work with them simulator golf try to work with that um for us we've hired a bunch of new staff so it's been uh it's been actually quite busy and just prepping for the year it's gonna be another busy one i'm sure 
Yeah, we got to kind of just quickly touch on this, like, all-star lineup that you put in this uh, shop here. You know, guys are talking about this. You know, they're talking how it's just, it's just too stacked. You're, you're flooding the market here. Bunch man. of retirees, though. I mean, what are you going to do in the next two years when these guys are 65 and they can't walk oh, anymore? come on. Young kids are worried about ever getting paid now because, you know, these guys are just run-of-the-mill you know, shop staff now. <laughs> They're definitely studs for sure. And, uh, yeah, Jacob Cartier joined us from Sturgeon Valley. And he was at Mayfair before that. And then uh, we had uh, Bruce Hardy, the, the wily veteran from Mill Woods, who worked for Daryl McDonald for 12 years. Good he hair. Hockey in Germany for 20. Yep. He's uh, one of the boys for sure. And then uh, Craig MacArthur joins us as the teaching pro. Where uh, Before that, he spent uh, a couple years at Jaeger. And then he was at Black talk as the head pro for 10 years so we're pretty uh pretty fortunate to get the three of those boys in the in the lineup freeman what's your winter looking like you might be a little bit slower down there things are a little different no sim golf like t- tomorrow is officially groundhog day i don't know when this show will go but it feels like it's been groundhog day for months <laughs> um and, and like shooter said simulators have been shut down covid restrictions have been kind of buzz killed our winter a bit but uh Weather's been mild, so from a total, like, winter standpoint, it's been great. Um, But, yeah, there's not much happening in retail sales in the pro shops, and we're just kind of in limbo, and February will go quick, and March is a melting month, and then we're back at her. And and further to your question earlier, I I think it's going to be a nutty year again. Like, we're in for another busy one, and rounds are going to be through the roof. I think so. I want to touch on the elephant in the room before we get into any shit talk or deep dive on stories. Did you guys watch any of the golf over the weekend? <laughs> I knew this was going to come up. <laughs> where, where do we get started? I got to say, yeah, I want to know your, your take on Patrick Reed. Like, I'm a huge fan of his, so I love what he's doing out there. But just what are you guys feeling? Nine-time winner, man. It, it it went weird from the start for me. Like, when, when they get him walking up and asking if it bounced or not, it's like he was setting up his whole – game plan and then he gets his hands on the ball and then he moves it like six feet from where it actually was and it was just sketchy from the start and like nothing you've ever seen like you pick it up then you just put it aside like you don't pinch it with two fingers you're just looking for a way to get a better lie and we all know that it didn't plug and we all know that it bounced you know, and his story is just so fishy, and he's such a—he's uh, a different cat, anyways. And and I, I think it probably uh, resonates to his character, which is weird from the start, and that's how it finished. And then he and then he dominates the tournament and wins a million dollars, and you know, here we are. Shoot first, shoot first, and ask questions later, Matty. <laughs> Ship it. Spoken like a true shooter. <laughs> <laughs> what What was your take on the Kassane family? Basically. Uh, exposing themselves on twitter and just yeah exposing the burner account that was funny yeah <laughs> oops yeah a little quick quick on the draw Ooh, there hey? which account am i on right now oh i just posted on both <laughs> yeah we'll just run with it fuck it yeah oops no it wasn't us they must have copied us yeah whatever the fuck yeah. that was it's funny the golf channel they had the opportunity to talk to a lot of the players and, and they got xander shoffley and they got uh lanto griffin on Xander just said, you know what, I wouldn't do it. Lanto was like, yeah, he pissed us off. But, I mean, really, what do you think is going on behind the scenes? Like, do you think anybody even talks him to, talks to him at any of these events? Like, he's a, he's, a, he's a beater, and he's just showing his true colors. Like, they got to at least suspend him or get him out of there. What makes it really bad is the fact that, like, 
Dottie, Nance, Nabilo, all these guys went at him. Every single guy like was like, no, no, wait a minute. That's wrong. Like, that this is written in the rules. Like, why is someone defending this? And you bring in, for the first time, this fucking rules guy to come on and talk about it. And he says something that's wrong. PJ Tour, protecting, <laughs> protecting the field, protecting their integrity. Bunch of bullshit. It's a joke. Shoots, what do you got? Oh, Matt Janela gave him a good tweet here, too. If you've seen oh, that one. Matty Janela went hard in the paint. He went hard. Oh, I'm just looking for it here. It was, uh, it was pretty epic. Give us some insight. Give us the fact checker. I'm looking he here. I'm looking not here. Not happy with that situation. Like, I like the golf world stepping up and kind of giving this guy shit. Yeah, totally. Like, and I think the players are going to take it upon themselves eventually because the tour won't, and the rules official, like the rookie rules official, who probably is scared shitless right now of his job and and his first weekend doing what he's doing. It's <laughs> like the players are going to have to be like, oh, we're paired with Patrick Reed on Thursday we're withdrawing unless you put us <laughs> in a different group or like make a stance. I mean, we're in a world, you know, where everybody's making a stance about something and me too. I don't know, maybe, maybe that's what the players do is they, they just come forward and say, I don't want to play with this guy. I don't want anything to do with them. Game over. What you think that's strange that a rules official would come out and be worried about his job in a player run organization. <laughs> that's strange. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even yeah. like if you go into Victor Hovland's situation on Sunday, when he hit it into that shit and like, He's trying to figure out where to drop his ball. It's like you can almost just you're watching them piece this thing together as they go. And it's like the video cameras right in their face. And he's like, no, no, no. Like, don't even drop it anymore. Just like just put it over it. there or like over there, maybe. And it's it's that was a little dicey, too. That was a little dicey, too. That, but that didn't even need to be shown. But like it was like the weekend of rules. Like I heard the funniest thing, like Tron was talking about it on No Lang Up. And it's like, imagine you're kind of like a first time watcher to golf. And you flip it on and you're like, oh, this is what we fucking watch is rules like <laughs> sick. This is shit. You're just making it up as they go along. It brought, it brought some exposure to the event, though. Captain America cheating once again. Ugh, I hate that term. Let's uh, hey, stop I, I walked yeah. into work this morning. Literally, I walked into work and a guy that knows nothing about golf. I don't even know if he knows how to spell golf comes up to me. He's like, hey. You're like you golf, right? And I was like, yeah. He's like, hey, that guy cheated on the weekend. I heard. And I was like, <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, what'd you hear? He's like, yeah, some fat dude cheated. And I was like, okay, good, yeah. I don't want to know your source, but that's interesting that you know that out of anything that you're searching for online. That's that's interesting. It's because he's too close to you during the day that the PGA <laughs> Tour is targeting him with his advertising, right? Yeah, maybe that's what it is. SEO shoots. You got the tweet. The uh, well, there's the he blamed Rory matched up with Rory there with that with his comment saying that uh, Rory did the same thing. And then Janela stepped in and said, uh, Rory has earned the benefit of the doubt. So, <laughs> but he took a drop um, like three inches away from where his ball plugged. So, I mean, really, yeah, not he, six well, feet. The fact is, he picked up his ball and spent uh, an odd amount of time poking around the ground and then call, then finally calls an official. And the fact is he claimed an embedded ball when it wasn't. Yeah. You can go ahead and defend him if you want. Um, I think the crazy thing, I mean, maybe you guys might have more experience with this, but imagine you were betting on that. Imagine you placed a bet on Patrick Reed to get up and down on 10. And you're like, nope, definitely won't. Just took a draw. It's a bad lie. And then does it. 
<laughs> you had like five grand on this bet or something, and he cheated I and he got away with it. Patrick Reed. Let's <laughs> let's shift gears here a little bit. Let's get away from the PJ Tour and Patrick Reed. Let's do a deep dive on your boy's introduction to golf. So let's go Matt Freeman and Jeff McGregor, respectively. Matty, who introduced you to the game, and do you remember what it was like growing up playing golf? For, for sure. Um, I, I guess back in the day, uh, I, I grew up in Nova Scotia, so we didn't really have the luxury of of what we have in Alberta. And I, I didn't even know what a private course was until I moved to Alberta, and I still couldn't wrap my head around what the meaning was. But anyways, I grew up on a basically an apple orchard golf course. Uh, my mom's family introduced me, and, and I stayed summers with my grandparents because they live close to the course. But uh, even, even to this day, my parents have no cell phone service in their house. Like they're living so remotely and their internet connections kind of like Shooters was a little while ago. <laughs> um, you know, so I, I grew up very small town and around a golf course that's not very luxurious, to say the least. And then uh, moved out here uh, almost 20 years ago. And proceeded to get into the program, or what was your? Give us your next I, step. I want to interrupt pro. for a second here. I just got one quick one here for <laughs> for Mr. Freeman. Um, my uh, GM here wanted to ask you the question before we. Yeah. Would you like to join the team? Uh, who is the uh, number one at the Paragon Golf and Country Club, and who is the number two? I, I, who's your GM again? I don't. I don't even know if he plays Greg, in tournaments Greg, anymore. Greg McGarry. Greg oh, McGarry. he. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, I guess he's your new GM, and he doesn't play in tournaments anymore, so he's not really a golf professional. Um, that is funny. So Greg McGarry, who is the general manager at uh, Glendale, he kind of set the bar, I guess you could say, at uh, Paragon, and then several other juniors came and went, myself included. But uh, I, I went on to, to play golf at uh, D2 level at University of Tampa from 97 to 2002. Um, and I played all four years and didn't miss an event, which is somewhat impressive. But I guess our golf team sucked, so it didn't really mean much. <laughs> but uh, I played for four years. I went to school for five. I did my internship with the Tampa Bay Lightning, and I've been a diehard Lightning fan since 97. Uh, so don't we know I'll it. just plug that right now. Don't and then, know uh, you know, the box to follow up. This Sunday, um, you you go shooter. You tell me about your sports teams. <laughs> you know what? Um, and your upbringing. We, can look, at, we can look at the rings, Maddie. But uh, <laughs> oh, here we'll we just go. Leave it at that. I can, I can definitely validate Matt's passion for the Tampa Bay Bucks and the Tampa Bay Lightning. We had the uh, pleasure of living together in the, in the desert for a few years, and God forbid anybody touched the TV when those one of those teams was playing. It was game over, so validation right there. Shooter, tell us about your introduction to golf and, and, and where you grew up playing golf. Grew up, grew up in the Tiger Woods era. Um, at, uh, got started a little late at the old Riverside Golf and uh, Golf well, you Club. You were a slide uni. boy. He's a rat. Yeah, sure. and uh, got in the business and uh, working for Ken Inglesby and actually uh, Rich Lemieux and Chris Tilt got me in there and uh, yeah, left to Calgary and uh, took the golf program at Grand McEwen actually too and then went to Calgary to work for Jason Stanier at the Inglewood Golf and Curling Club, Calgary's favorite place for curling and golf. <laughs> and, um, Shameless plug. I'd be Paisley's favorite place too. There you go. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a, it was a special place left to uh, Inge and uh, spent uh, 50, almost 15 years there and uh, nine as the head pro. And um, yeah, I took the job this past year at uh, 
the Glendale Golf and Country Club back in Edmonton. So came back, came back home. Did Inglewood ever cut down that tree on the ninth hole? No, uh, you know what? Lightning hit it. Oh, that's yeah. good. No, I'm kidding. It's, it, uh, it's still, it's still there. It is still there. Lightning hit on number eleven, though. That's gone. Uh, would that know. happen to be the Tampa Bay Lightning? Sorry, that's a bad joke. <laughs> so, uh, Shooter, what scared you out of Edmonton? Was it the bad hockey club, or what, you what made what? you go down to Calgary? Uh, it was an opportunity at uh, at working for uh, Stickman at uh, Inglewood, and just uh, yeah, try something new when you're 21. You've kind of been in town Edmonton, and uh, yeah, we'll get to caddying in the desert later, but there's lots of opportunities <laughs> there, and uh, left to Left to uh, a great golf club. I can tell you what, uh, Inglewood is a special place, and Freeman would say the same. It's uh, a little little hidden gem in the middle of Calgary. Membership's awesome, and uh, you get I definitely got treated like family there, for sure. That's good. Maddie. where'd you get your start in Calgary? Uh, Pritis Greens. I worked at Pritis Greens for three years, uh, Glencoe for three years, and I've been at Canyon Meadows. This is 13 years. I hear you guys have a problem with there's a, there's a guy that hangs out in the parking lot named Murray. You're always trying to get rid of him, but he just shows up every year for some reason. So, self-titled the franchise. It's like, yeah, it's he, like a rodent problem. They uh, he joined. Uh, he worked there for years. Got he actually was the reason I went to Canyon. Um, he kind of called me and said, "Hey, we got a position over here. You should get over here." And I went over there, and the rest is history. And He's no longer an assistant pro. He's a member, and I'm still working there. <laughs> I'd like to get in what dirt you have on Parksy here. I think this should be a podcast that reveals a little bit about our man. Yeah, just dig oh. deep. Go for it. Door is open. We should, you know, under under the bro code, I think we should leave all uh, those stories in the desert. <laughs> yeah, like definitely leave what doesn't need to be on the airwaves out. But like, yeah, where did Parksy come into both of your lives? I will say, so we, we went to, uh, we were caddying down in Palm Desert. We had a house and to this day, I think about the house and I kind of smile because it was like a bachelor mansion and there was kind of give or take five to seven rooms with a casita and a pool and a hot tub. And there were people on any given week living on the floor of the living room or like coming down visiting at the end of the day, um, we had a blast and there were a lot of good guys in our house and they came and went and uh, there was a little bit of drama every once in a while. Of course, you take seven guys living together and, you know, it, 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 you know what, it, it also up. makes for good memories and, and there's no hard feelings at the end of the day. But uh, that's where we all kind of got to know each other and, and created a lot of really good memories and Parksy's original name was the champ. They called him the champ down there playing <laughs> poker. Uh, we'd be sitting around the poker table and he was a terrible poker player. But next thing you know, he's got all our money and we have no idea how. And then we just called him the champ. Playing loose, lots that. of alcohol. Uh, yeah. Taking down the house game. Shooter hated that. Absolutely. Just no patience. Just bullied whatever. everyone. You're all in every hand. Man. <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. Right. Just bullied the table. Shooter's still I'll sorry never, about I'll that. never forget my first poker game in that house. And I actually was up for the, the t I took the title down against me, Liam Mucklow. Muckers. And, that, and I had, I'll never forget it. He thought he had the hand and I pulled out the full house. And ever since it, ever since that time, it was ship it. Yeah. I, I remember that story a little bit differently, but whatever, however you wrote it down in your journal, that works for me. I just remember something to do with, uh, 
didn't you stand up and say ship it? And everyone thought you said shit it. So we were bugging you. We were calling it <laughs> shit it for the rest of the month or something like that. Freeman, back uh, me up on this. I think you know what I'm talking it was, about. It was something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah, I mean, those memories are still or... blurry too, though. Like there's a lot of blurry memories. Yeah, there's a lot of alcohol. We 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 lost a member of the family at one point. Riley, unfortunately, rest in peace, my yeah. man. He was a fun time down there. There was a little bit of chaos down there. We had a lot of transit. Andrew Cody as well. Yeah, Andrew Cody, Cody was in the fuck. house. Another guy too. Yeah, a couple of young lawyer. guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for so sure. Who is the best golfer out of the bunch? Uh he's probably on the pod on the right time, now. I'd say uh, I'd put. Well, Freeman never practiced, but he always showed up. I, I, at the time, I would have put Freeman in there. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Out of college, sticking it. Yeah. Absolutely. Guy never, never hit a ball outside of the golf course and go around at 67 no problem and make yeah. bogeys all day well, a guy that played four years on on his college team without missing an event i mean not yeah. too many guys can say they did <laughs> he that. just loved golf just watched a lot, it practiced. a lot has changed since then though guys <laughs> yeah. a lot has changed a few pints and a, and a kid will do that and a, and yeah. a marriage will do that to you yeah priorities have taken a totally different uh route in my golf career but uh i still like to tee it i still like to play absolutely i, I also i also have one i want to touch base quickly on uh parksy his other nickname daddy barn at the queue was the meat <laughs> and i find it quite uh quite intriguing that he's now working at modern meat yeah so the I, meat I, I might list. just call you the the meat man. The meat wagon. Oh, you remember the meat man from uh, the slide days? Oh, yeah. I talked to him the other day, actually. He's working on my, He's going to help us out with our uh, current caddy project there with those walkers. I love it. So, yeah, re, you remember some of the guys from the quarry. Matt, you probably don't remember these guys. There's a couple guys that lived up PJ West that we used to play with, and they were loopers out at uh, out of the queue for, I think, a couple years. Jeff Harris and Alex Reed, a couple years before we were down there. And, uh Yeah big on calling me the meat so any opportunity they get to text me or whatever and they saw i had my car wrapped with the company logo and it's the modern meat mobile now so the meat wagon so these guys are just fucking all over me for like the last month <laughs> i love it constantly I love it. Meat, meatball come on yeah it was good times that was that there's a good story behind that shooter but maybe we won't get into that no we'll leave it we'll leave that that one stays in the barn there you there was a good story, though, that we were going to talk about with Kami, though, wasn't there? Yes. We were talking off air. We had a little Kami story going. You guys got an invite down to Whisper Rock in 2016. That yeah. We did. Yeah. The, we, uh, we had the Club Pro, I forget the golf course. Um, Whisper Rock, man. Oh, no, no, Sun, no. Sunridge Canyon. That's where Sunridge we Canyon. We were playing the Club Pro at Sunridge. We were staying up. Uh, a friend of mine who's a member at the Glencoe and a member at Whisper Rock, as, it's, as it turns out, his house was up on the hill empty. We stayed at his house. He lined us up with Kami for the day. We had a great day with him, obviously, and uh, Whisperock's quite a place. That was my one and only time there, but uh, it, it was a great day overall. Um, I guess the funniest part of the day was it came down to the 18th hole, and of course, there's a little bit of money on the line, and Sh Shooter being the lefty that he is, snap hooks it right, and his ball is like one foot out of the pond. So he takes his shoes, socks, rolls up. I think you were even wearing pants that day, Shooter, because you're dumb. And uh, we're all wearing shorts, of course, because it's the desert. But, you know, Mr. Professional's wearing his pants. He rolls them up to his knees. He jumps in the pond. We're sitting there laughing. There's like 
three or four thousand presses on the line. Yeah. It was a Honolulu press on the line. It was an international. It was a universal. Yeah, whatever. Press. It was a whole <laughs> deal on the line. I've seen that show. And and, and and I are sitting in the cart and we're laughing. And I'm like, okay, this ball isn't even like touching land. And of course, shooters Hosel catches turf four inches behind the ball. The ball goes so far right into the pond. He almost falls in the water, no. and then he's scrambling to get out, dry off, and the rest is history. <laughs> Shooter, I, I was expecting to come through in the clutch and nailed it down. You know down. what? I've had some great 18 holes, and that wasn't one of them. But the 19th hole was fantastic at Whisper Off. Let me yeah, tell you. Even though, even though everything was on me, it was fantastic. I got, I got, I got to give you respect for getting in the water and taking a chance. It's like I don't know that Michael Jordan saying, but it's like I've been trusted with the game-winning shot. How many times in a missed? And it's like the key is you were there. Absolutely, and he's not a guy to ever let anything like remotely get out of his grasp. If he can throw something action at it or something at it, he's going to do it for sure. I got a good shooter story real quick here. So once upon a time, we were playing out at uh, Greg Norman, where we used to sneak out most of the time. We knew the guys in the back shop. Uh, he used to throw him 20 bucks. They'd throw us a jet at like 2 o'clock, and we go fire around. But anyway, you mentioned Andrew Cody, and that reminds me of a good story. So in true shooter fashion, we're on 18, and he's got, you know, he's going to, throw his shoelaces and his shoes and his socks and everything at this press because he's down and he's going he's gonna to win it, ship it. And he, I think he had the honors and he tees off first and he snaps one way the fuck out of bounds somewhere and he's pissed and I'm chirping him a little bit and everybody's chirping. So he decides he's going to fucking scamper off down the right rough and he's all having a temper tantrum. And I can't remember who else was playing with us. Was it, uh, was it, who's Andrew's buddy? shoots that was playing with us oh joel Jolie. yeah oh, joel that's what joel, yeah joel. yeah that's joel who it was Jolie, lefty tees yeah. up and this is about shooters been you know pissed off walking through the shrubs for about five minutes joel gets up and snap hooks it right lefty oh shit i forgot about that story and we're like holy fuck shooter four didn't hear a thing okay whatever so the other two guys tee off we jump in the jets we start driving up there can't find Shooter. He's nowhere to be found. So we're in behind the fucking sagebrush. Shooter's laying on the ground. He got smashed. No, no, no. That wasn't me. That was the opposite. That was Joel. Joel that got smashed on, in the head? I, yeah, I drilled. He, he was drilled it you that drilled? Okay, well, one lefty joint. my another. snap hook that hit him, and I felt all. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Straight down. Yeah, shit show. We just about lost somebody on the golf course unintentionally. So always a good yeah. time. Could have been a career changer. <laughs> Take him down. I mean, he may not be sitting where you are now. If you know, you never. Yeah, I'd be in jail or something. I don't know. Especially Free, down in the desert. Freeman, you had an interesting guy you used to caddy for. Why don't you give us a little bit of give us some give us some dirt on your guy? Um, I won't talk too much about him. I unfortunately, um, a couple of years ago, he actually committed suicide on Christmas Eve. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, so it. it Things went sideways with the market down south, but back when the market was really good and I was caddying for this guy, there were days he would uh, show up in his pajamas, uh, driving his cart up to the range and say, Maddie, I'm not making the round today and throw me a couple hundred cash and, and disappear. But when the times were good down there, they were really good and you guys know, but um he was a big market guy. Like the, the, the movie wall street is basically him to a T uh, his company was selling at 180 on the, on the trade. Uh, you know, it was, was 180. That, was, was, that a, Stern, Manny? 
Yes. Yeah. Yes, I wasn't going to go I down that road. I was going to drop his name either, but <laughs> dark one. And and then all of a sudden they go from 180 to being bought out by Charles Schwab for five dollars and uh, just total bankruptcy. And he had a lot, a lot of money um, tied up with people and and himself, and he had places everywhere and. And that's the way it went. I remember so, when uh, all that shit went down. You you guys remember that? Like we were all there when shit went sideways. Wow. Yeah, and you, you know what? We actually got out at a good time. I hate to say that, but our our kind of like last year there was it was a good time to just disappear and, and get out of the desert and and uh, you know and and get back here and create our own lives. It's crazy because we had Derek Lane on. He was talking about the same where that like ninety nine to two thousand just before two thousand eight. He was like, mm -hmm. it was the craziest time you could ever see in like private golf club scenes where it was like anything you could imagine, it was there and it was available and anyone would have the option to do it. And it was, you know, we don't see that now. It's golf has completely changed now. Yes, there's expensive rounds to go play, but it's like, oh, it's sustainable. It's a resort. You know, you got to make a trip for it. It's not like, hey, man, give me 500K and you can become yeah. a member here. No, it was wild down there. Like when we were caddying down there, like I remember we were work, we were at the queue working for Derek, and uh, yeah, like I the one day I had like I had my main loop. I had uh, Jerry Weintraub, I got Tommy Armour the third, and I got Clive Clark in a group, and they're just like it is the biggest wheels going. They're in their prime, unbelievable, and you just look at it, and you're like, man, was it a privilege to be a part of that unbelievable well maddie i think you had didn't you caddy for uh george w at one point yeah 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 george I remember, I remember. uh number 41 senior there's got to be a story there he had his presidential cart parked downstairs we always used to jump on it and laugh about it kind yeah of you there. know what i long story short that was kind of a cool day for me but uh one of my one of my regular um caddy jobs was for a lady uh, Diane Moss, who is a great lady and originally from Texas and her and Barbara Bush and the Bush family were best friends. She lined it up months in advance and said, hey, Maddie, like, I really want you to caddy for Mr. President. And, you know, it's March 13th, 2014. And I had it marked on the calendar. And that day was pretty cool. And he rolled up with three big Suburbans and jumped out of the middle one. And that guy was a big guy. And like, I'm only five foot eight. He's probably six foot five and had a motorcade and had security. And he was a goofy guy and a kind of a so-so golfer, but it was a pretty cool day. And his whole timeline was set and we played 13 holes and I ran around four caddying for him and had a couple of one-liners and he made me laugh. I made him laugh. And uh, our whole group had a, had a great time. He tipped us 41 bucks and signed a bunch of stuff and got our pictures taken oh, and and that was it like that was his deal it was great it was, uh, 41 bucks wow his, because did somebody did somebody throw you something after that or no Please oh no like me. that that wasn't even that bad like because you get your base caddy fee and then you get that and then there's other money involved but that was yeah. his deal he's president 41 yeah okay. everything oh, nice. his golf balls were all 41 is everything was 41 for him that's why it was so it quick was on the brain for you to be like 41. You're like every aspect of that guy's life. He even shot 41 yeah. on the front. Like <laughs> on 13, crazy. On 13 holes. Of course he shot 41. He's a fucking president. He's going to shoot what he wants. Yeah. What was and the most the time surprising? He was the, yeah. Time he's the, like the third most powerful man in the world. <laughs> what was the most surprising aspect of his golf game? Crazy. Oh, 
falling off the tee, nipping no, around the greens. He was pretty bad, you know, okay. like he wasn't very good. And and he's a tall, like you can't believe how tall he was. You know, I, I couldn't believe it. Like he was just a tall, lanky guy and he had kind of poor posture, but I'll, I'll bet he was six foot five. Like, I don't even know I, Wikipedia what that says, but he, he felt like he was six foot five. Like I was like caddying for a giant Yeah, and he was, and he was goofy. His hair was all like matted over and. Did you ever bring up the time where you looped for Fazio or what? You ever bring that up? Did I tell you guys that? The Foz. I looped for Tom Fazio? I would have punched him. Really? Was, yeah. I'd be like, you fucked up This guy up hates golf. Fazio. Oh, I, man. Really? You're on, you're on something else. fucked you up golf. Fazio. Why don't you like Fazio? Because he just fucking turned it into this insane private club scene that was like not even achievable anywhere he else. He's never, he's he never, the bar. He, yeah, he raised the bar. He's never had the experience. But it's not fucking so. real. The needle. He was the guy. Waterfalls yeah. and fucking fairy tales and everything. It's like, man, that's not even <laughs> fucking golf. Like, he is the king of illustrious golf courses. Like, yeah, but name a bad Fazio course. Yeah, you got to play some Fazio of these before you. What's that? Madison. The Madison is unbelievable. How about the new Summit course in Vegas? Sick. And he did win at Vegas too, right? Like go through the list. They're crazy uh, tracks. Where do they play the Zozo? What was that track? That Shadow Creek. Shadow. Shadow. He did Shadow. Unreal. Shadow. Yeah. Played there. It was awesome. Not many bad Fazio courses. I don't know. It's <laughs> some of my favorite like Fazio's. He blew up the market in the sense that it's like, oh, so it has to be like, put a take a Parksy term, Wally World, in order to be for it to be good you know what though there's a different appreciation when you get the op- you get the privilege like shooter says you get that opportunity to step foot on these properties and oh, you're for like sure but wow. there's money invested into that of it course it wouldn't be good if there wasn't the money invested no. in and i mean it is wally world in the sense where it's it's not you know it's not accessible for a lot of people but i mean when you get that opportunity to backdoor around in there or even loop for somebody it's like wow this is a pretty cool fucking place to watch to watch a designer go through a golf course like that, it was just a special experience. That was just that was my probably number one experience ever in the desert on a golf course for sure. Which which one shooter? Uh, Tom Fazio and his wife when Chris and I got to caddy for the two of them. What gotcha. were, like some of it, like did he share like a lot of thoughts with you and whatnot? Like when you're going around, bits I, I want to know bits and pieces. I remember we asked questions, yeah. but it wasn't like it wasn't like a guided fucking monologue oh, okay. through the no, golf we're, course. We're, we're looping for him, so we're we're, I would, I would ask him questions. Yeah, we're, we're making out. sure he's well taken care of at his track that he designed and built. Uh, Freeman, who who are some really cool people you had the opportunity to spend time with outside of George W? Like, are you talking Caddy World or yeah, just yeah. in general? No, no, no. I'm talking Caddy World. Some of the some of the cool members you had a chance to hang out with, like. Mike Leprino and those kind of guys. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I guess uh, I don't really want to name all their names because yeah. it's just kind of like Maybe somewhat us, private. Give us a one-hour podcast. Like, no, no, give, yeah. us, give us one that stands out for you, somebody that resonates with you. Oh, man. Well. Celebrity. Who came down? Corey Pavin. I remember that day. You know what? The, the the one day. So my first job I ever had at the Vintage. So I'm standing you know, the caddy stand next to the driving range, they're on the hill, you're wearing your white jumpsuit, like, like Augusta national. And uh, it took me days to get my first job. But I remember my first job was four ladies and I'm nervous. Cause it's like, I don't know what I'm doing. Ouch. I'm kind of running around scrambling for four waters for their carts and they're driving around. And I don't know what they want me to do. I just know that they, took the sympathy of me standing on the hill and they just said, Hey, we'll take uh, we'll take a caddy today. 
So in the group ends up being um, the CFO for Callaway, former CFO for Callaway. Um, and this is four ladies, mm-hmm. uh, Ellie Callaway's widow, Cindy Callaway, my, who turns into my regular Diane Moss. And I can't remember who, the, Oh, you know what? Huh, sorry. The fourth lady in the group was um, Clint Eastwood's wife at the time. Dina Eastwood. Dina, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dark hair, young. Yes. So she yeah. and she's thirty years younger than yeah. Clint, and they're divorced now. But yeah. that's my first loop ever. Was the former CFO of Callaway, uh, Diane Moss, who's best friends with the Bush family, um, the the um, former uh, wife of of Clint, and mm-hmm. and yeah. So I'm there. I am trying to make it down in the desert as a twenty three year old kid or twenty four, whatever I was. And it's like, go nuts. And I, and I, I got around and one of the ladies took a liking to me and she was probably 78 or 80 at the time. And, and she turned into my, my, at the time, a friend, she's, she's a friend on Facebook now to this day. Um, and that's kind of how it all started. And that, that was a memorable day for me is, is how powerful these four ladies were in my group. And that's my first job ever down there. I'd like to know about what, the vibe was like on the golf course, I guess. Cause like, I'm just, as you're telling me this, I remember, I think I may have been the youngest ranger in history at one point in my life. And it was like first day out there, the women are having a tournament and the, and the ladies come up and I'm like, Oh my goodness, nervy, nervy moment here. Right? Like here I am youngest ranger in history. Got to walk them through the process. And they're like, Hey, don't worry if there's people smoking pot out there and drinking like that's us. Don't worry about it. And I was like, Oh damn. Like don't you worry. guys are chill. Like we can, we can hang out and like have a loose time together. But like the dudes are definitely a little more like you got to be on them. What's the pace, right? Like just to oh, yeah. you gotta have a good judge of character and you got to know what you're going into. And that's, Amen. that's the caddy master's big job is to make sure he pairs up the proper caddies with the proper members. Okay. So this is like one of those eras that like, really rattled me that i i mean i could have taken a part of it like or jumped into it like maybe for a year but then it those regulations got put on where it was like no more bringing in canadians for that side hustle work and it was like ah well i mean you we, still could we never went down there legally well ever. i know but like it yeah. used to happen we were the, the last we were the last of a the, we were the parksy and i that last year i think we we're the last canadian yeah and that's what i mean when like, your engine when your fucking engine blew in washington you remember that but that's what I mean. Like, cause when I wanted to, to go and do it, it was like, Oh no, they don't take Canadians anymore. And it's like, God, that's an experience that like you wish you could have done. Like as a Canadian getting into the biz, like that was like, Oh fuck, of course I'm going to do this. I can oh, play man. all year. Fucking carry a bag. Fuck. I carry my own bag. I'll be fine. Like it's no problem. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you the routine. The, the routine was like this. And it was like, it was like deja vu. It was Groundhog Day every day. You get up at 7 a.m. unless you're Freeman who had the freeloader loop at 9 a.m. <laughs> Everyone was jealous of him. 7, 7 a.m. We're, uh, we're at the queue. work getting ready for a loop. Some days you have to stay there till noon. And some days you're not going to get a loop. But we're getting up at 2 o'clock no matter what. You're eating steaks, whatever we can get for dinner at 5.30, drinking cheap beer. And then you're repeating it all over again. And on Friday and Saturday nights, you're going to hit Costa's, the Nest, Armando's. You're going to hit it hard. <laughs> has got it down still. I love it. That's how it was. Costa's, the Nest. He's actually still <laughs> going down every winter. Armando's. He's just oh, telling yeah, you one. The Arnold's. Yeah. Yeah. He's actually down there right now. That's yeah. why he's that's got the, he's got Glendale, the Glendale, Glendale thing behind him. <laughs> 
I love to have I love to have Jeremy Clay on here for about ten minutes just to talk about his tenor as a you know number one street fighter in the desert. Hilarious. You know what? He became the head pro at El Dorado, nineteen fifty nine Ryder Cup there, and I played golf with him when he was down there. I took yeah. James Love and him and I went to play, and it was a fantastic day. And uh, he's now living in L A. He's in uh, real estate. I see they're moving to Texas. Moving to Texas. I remember I went down and played with him at uh, Aldo, and we drank forty eight beers through fifteen holes. <laughs> yeah. And then we had to leave because we were so fucking wasted. We couldn't even drive the cart anymore. And he's that for all day. It was HP. What a beauty. Jay Clay. Love that Keep supporting the the whole golf course by buying all the beer. Shit show. Had to promote him. Anybody really stand out that you, any celebrities stand out that you guys had a chance to work for? Shooter, Maddie? Um, Maybe PGA Tour players? Well, I got to caddy at the Hope for, uh, uh, what what did I have? We had, um, just trying to think of his name. Not really for me. Like, like my, my people were just successful people. They weren't celebrities really just. The V, the V was still old school, uh, when we were there a little bit, but David Woods had just started there. Um, no, we it's did mental. Matt Kutcher all the time on the range and yeah. a few other Cooch, guys. Off, it, now it's like turned into where it's tour central and it's exposed a little bit, but, uh, how lucky is that kid? Oh, Austin. He, how good's his golf swing? It's unbelievable. How well, he's, he plays with a fucking tour player every day. What do you expect? Come on. It's ridiculous. What a life. Put time in, though. You got to give it to him. It's awesome. Dad's helping him. Yeah, it's awesome. He's done big um, things. But yeah, no, I, I caddied for Paul Goidos, the, and he was an awesome guy. And uh, that was at the Hope the one year. He did a few tours there, Parksy. Yeah. Yeah. Who do you have that? Yeah, working for Sandy and. Oh, I had some fun ones. Yeah, we had some interesting people. I just remember we had Duffner the one day that he he actually won the event. We had him first day. Wow. He got he got subbed in because AK was at uh, Sullivan's flipping tables and getting in bar fights, and he hurt his hand on the Wednesday. And we were there that night too. You were there, shooter. Yeah. We were there. Now, Maddie, you were probably there too. We were there on Wednesday night. Pre uh pre tourney and yeah he was getting kicked out of there for fighting. So. <laughs> Maddie sees the well he deals with Shaw Charity Classic right so that's at his home track in Calgary, so he he sees the tour guys all the time there. Yeah, why don't, the, you, uh, why don't you touch on that a little bit, Maddie? How's how's that experience been? That's a pretty fun event to have and yeah it's it's phenomenal. Uh, we're seven years. Uh, hopefully we get back again this year, but um, it's a really it's really cool to have you know, 81 players that you've kind of grown up and that's my era. Cause I'm old, I'm 41, but those guys are the guys that I remember watching. Like I was kind of pre tiger era, you know, kind of middle of tiger, but these guys are pretty cool and they can still play. And, um, you know, you get guys in the, even in the cart barn, like, cause we're, we're stationed kind of out of the pro shop and it's, I, I'm, I shouldn't say this out loud, but it's not really a huge work week for us. Like it's kind of a fun week. It's like summer camp. It's like all the members disappear and they're volunteering and, and these guys come into town for the week, but uh, you get guys like Steve Jones. Like I remember him early on, like he's Monday qualifying and he's telling you stories and he's got the old equipment still in his bag. And it's like, this guy is a player still. And, and he's living in Montana now and telling us stories about, you know, basically his transition from, I think he won the 96 U.S. Open. I don't know, guys. Like, I'm not, I don't have Google sitting here, but I think he won the 96 U.S. Open. And now here he is trying to Monday qualify on the PGA Tour champions. And that's just one example, but he's a really good guy. Um, there's other guys that are really not so good that I don't really want to call them out here, but 
you, you get some interesting characters. Um, Miguel, you got to tell us about Miguel. Miguel and Hell. Oh, so my first, so, so this is good. So his first year at our tournament, it is Monday. And at the time we're hosting the Monday qualifier, which is weird because the host site never hosts the Monday qualifier, yeah, but we were, and they're playing the front nine and Jimenez and his wife, Suzanne show up and they're like on the 10th tee taking practice swings. And one of the volunteers comes running into my office and says, Hey Matt, like Miguel Jimenez is on the 10th tee wondering if he can get a cart and him and his wife are going to play nine. And I'm like, (laughs) what? So I'm like weird. Okay. So I run out Uh, to this day. I have no idea what he said to me because his English is very broken and, and he, he wanted a cart and he wanted to play the back nine. And I'm like, I'm sorry, there's no carts because it's a non-cart event and you can't just take them. And the qualifier is going to be coming through nine here in like 10 minutes. So, and he's like, no, like, ah, me and my, and Suzanne, like, you know, and we're shaking hands and I'm like, ah, no, like, sorry, man. Like, I hate to be the buzzkill guy here, but, and then I'm, then I try to change the conversation because I'm like, I got a humidor full of There's cigars. A yoga class like, coming. <laughs> no, I, like I've got some great Cuban cigars in my humidor and I've been waiting for you to get here and come see it and come grab a cigar. And I want to have a cigar with you at the end of the week. He comes into my office while I wasn't there, grabs a cigar, signs one of my uh, Cohiba boxes and, uh, you know, and he, and he said later on, he said, hey, thank you, senor, for the cigar. And I'm like, oh, great. Yeah, you bet. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, his English isn't great, but he, he's a he's a really nice guy, and uh, he's had some fun there and, and set a course record one year. He tied a course record, 61, so he's pretty pretty good. He gets it around, you see so. uh, Fisky ran into – Todd Fisk ran into him in the Dominican last week. Yeah. And uh, they played golf together. Seriously. Him and Fisky. I ran into my yeah. tooth of the dog out of all places in the Dominican. It goes, they've go teed up together, and he shoots like six. Him and I shoots like sixty-two with tooth of the dog with a double on eighteen or something. And they drink a good vino and drinking pints. Awesome player. Some of those guys, yeah. man, they are ridiculous. I remember, I remember caddying for Faxon and Steve Fleisch and a few of these guys. Got to play with Fleisch actually a couple times, and it, like, man, they, they may be old, but those boys, man, they can get it around. Like they don't miss the center of the club face. You know what I mean? Like they've been doing it long yeah, enough. They know what's up. Doing it for fifty years, man. They know what's up. Shooter, what are you looking? What are you looking forward to this year at uh, at the G Diddy? The G Diddy. I'm looking forward to uh, not understanding what COVID, like going through the COVID protocols from last year. Now we're I have something that hey, we know what the expectation is, and I got I got this awesome team that's with us, and it's just uh, yeah, second year at sophomore year at the old G, and um, it's going to the next level. It's really cool to be a part of something really special. Uh, the golf course is unbelievable. I think it's the most, un- like, you guys have played the Glendale, but we have a superintendent that's turned that place into, like, it's a gym. Like, the place is mint. Um, I think it's the best golf course outside the in, the, in Alberta, personally. Um, I'm looking forward to actually having Freeman out there. Looking- and yourselves, if you guys want to come yeah, out. Yeah, we're looking forward but, to some uh, of that free shooter money. No problem. Yeah. I don't mind donating. Maddie, sure. what are you looking forward to this year at Canyon? 
Yeah, I think I think now that we know what we're in for, uh, or in you know, like last year was everything every week was changing, and and I think it'll help us this year that we know what to expect. We can get ahead of things. Be nice to have some events again. Like everything was just canceled last year for COVID, canceled because of COVID. So. I, I sure hope we can get back to a decent uh, club culture with some events and get some social activities brewing. Um, doesn't necessarily have to be 140 people in the clubhouse, but at least to get some events on the course and, and uh, some camaraderie back, yeah, it'll be nice. How does that work for you guys then this year? Like, are you allowed to have events? Just nothing inside? It's good. It, it, who knows? Um, it, it's it's a revolving door as far as the rules go. Um, and I think our rules are just about to relax on the 8th of February for restaurants, but, uh, well, I think shotguns can go. It's just, it's about the capacity in your clubhouse and getting yeah. your foursomes at a table and they've got to be six feet apart. And it, it's a bit of a nightmare unless you got a monster clubhouse or a balcony and seating outside. I know Tom's got a question that we're going to play a little game with you guys. We call okay. rapid fire 10. So Tom, I do have on. a question actually. Um, knowing that you guys both were involved in the Calgary golf scene and knowing that Alberta has a very strong battle between our two big cities. I'd like to know what your take is on the relationship between golf and Southern Alberta versus Northern Alberta. And like, is it a competitive thing? Is it like a cooperative thing? Like, Give me a state of the union on it. I can give you a state of the union for sure on that. <laughs> having, lived, having lived it both. And uh, you know what? Calgary's a great city. Um, great, a lot of great, um, great golfers, great community. Um, Shooter, are you reading cue cards or what? No. <laughs> sounds not a little, sounds cards, a little programmed. But, uh, <laughs> definitely, it's way more, it is definitely more cutthroat and it's more business oriented and it's turned into that because of uh, a few monopoly golf courses that are taking it over and kind of ruining the golf culture. And I can say that it is. Okay. Yeah. Uh -oh. um, and uh, Edmonton is definitely a tight knit community, um, sports oriented, more, there is definitely more uh, uh, culture based, um, more sports. I just say, I'd say it's uh, definitely more united. Is it like I can talk to nine pros and at the private club, there's nine private clubs. I talk to all of them and I can talk to them on a freelance basis where in Calgary, I would have had to watch what I say with, unless I'm talking to a few of the other, my good buddies in the business, but it's definitely a, a definitely a different environment. And that, and I, I got welcomed in Edmonton very nicely by the pros and they're all, it's a very fluent uh, culture for sure. Okay. And uh, Calgary's a little different, but it was different clubs, right? I was at a semi-private club in Calgary, so I don't know. What would Freeman have to say at the private level there? Well, I, I don't know much um, about the Edmonton level, uh, so I can only really speak at the Calgary level, but I think we've got a good community. I think there's a good golf culture here, um, and I think we're helpful to each other. Like, I think, you know, t today, for instance, I was texting other head pros at private clubs today just talking about what we're doing next week and the week after and i think you know if nothing else COVID has has brought us all a bit closer with communication because nobody really had a clue what we were doing so to say that 
it's cutthroat. I don't know if I agree with that shooter, but there's a lot of things I disagree with you on. So um, I, would, I was, it was different with you though. Like if it's green, I was relying on a green fee dollar at, at Inglewood where you're different at a private. Yeah. Club. Yeah. yeah like I, I, I want to jump in on that because like, I mean, yeah, I, I've never done the semi-private side of things. And I worked at Belvedere where it was like, where I can kind of jump on what shooter is saying is like Edmonton private scene is very, very tight. If you need something, you can call around, you'll get it. It's no sure. problem. It will be there within an hour. And that is something that I'm sure Calgary is the same way. That if you want to call a private club, hey man, I don't have this size nine or I need this club. Can I come swap it? No problem. We'll make something happen. Like there's always the lines of communication. But what even in Edmonton, there were pool noodles. Even in Edmonton, <laughs> like the there was a bit of a blurred line there when it came to the little private cl- little clicky, little public. clicky. Yeah, it's always clickiness, and it's that's golf in general, I think. And I think Alberta. I don't know if it's just Alberta. I don't know it enough out here to say that it's any different. But Alberta's always been kind of clicky when it came to it, and I always found it funny. And it's like, God, does this need to be like this? Like, we're all just doing the same. Golf pros, man, they got, they all got egos, you know, a little bit here and there. We're talking golf, man. We're talking golf. Yeah, it's the same shit. Yeah, (laughs) and like I said, it's Freeman's different in his in this realm. I was always open, and anybody ever asked me for anything in Calgary, I always was open. I lots of great times there, and uh, lots of great hockey games, and lots of. Lots of uh, lots of golf and lots of uh, business. So it was it was a great it was a special time there. You're a big sweetheart. We're gonna transition now, boys. It's time for the rapid fire ten. Who wants to go first, Shooter or Matt? Do we get the exact same question? You get the exact same questions. Are you gonna rapid fire them at the same time, like Matt goes and then Shooter yep. goes? I'm and gonna go next one, 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 one. Who wants okay, to go right. first? Shooter's coming in about five minutes hot. Oh, yeah. Matty, what's in the bag right now? What are you playing for sticks? Titleist. All the way. Top to bottom? Best company in golf. Okay. Top to bottom, 14 clubs. That's it, eh? Easy peasy. And, and I'm a proud leadership advisory staff member as of uh, a couple months ago. So. Look, you're a Callaway, Callaway guy forever. I'm a, I'm I'm a master staffer with Callaway. There you go. Yeah, we know that. Move on. I saw that. I saw the goods. What kind of ball you play? Hold on. What putter do you use? Scotty Cameron. Okay. Shoots. What are you whipping for a putter? Too long. Okay. I like it. And an Odyssey Odyssey center shaft. I still have old Betsy in the You bag. still got that, hey? Shooter's got five putters on the go at any given time, depending <laughs> on what's paid out the, the least. <laughs> Dude, oh, it's- Hey, hey, it's all about that Betsy, man. Center shaft and number two Odyssey, baby. That's a good one. I saw that. It still has an orange grip on it. Yeah, it does. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Ball. What's in the bag, Matt? Like, what's in the bag? What do you ball? Play for? What, what ball? Kind of ball oh, ball? okay. Kind of sorry, like I thought you meant like contraband and stuff, like outside. <laughs> okay, I'd rather go um, into that instead yeah, of clubs. I don't give a shit about your do you clubs. Take to the golf. <laughs> yeah. What kind T- of one hundred irons, uh, the the Vokey SM eight wedges, Scotty Cameron putter, and the the new TSI three um, fairway woods. Fail. Golf ball. What are we playing for a golf ball? Golf ball. Pro V1 X. Sorry. There you go. Sorry. Okay, shooter. I got uh, Chrome Soft X. Just came out last year. It's awesome. Love it. And and you'll find them all over the place at all courses <laughs> in Edmonton. Shooter on them. <laughs> it says, please return to the G Diddy. 
All right, Maddie, are you an outfit guy? Do you get dressed in the dark, or do you like to match it up with a well white white belt? You know what? I I, I get dressed how my wife tells me to get dressed, so Smart she kind of steers me in the right direction or, or the wrong direction. Uh, tells me how to avoid the wrong direction, but yeah, I'm I definitely get dressed. Um, you know, with the lights on, and I try my best. And uh, thankfully, she's got better taste than I do. Is so she, she, she is she standing me. there right now? Is she there right no, now? No, she's, okay. she's no, she's upstairs. Uh, I was just wondering if she was telling you to say that. Shooter. No. We all know you're an outfit wow, guy. Remind me, remind me never to get married. Remind me never to get married, Maddie. <laughs> probably won't have that opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> he's out. He's practicing. He hasn't got one past the goalie yet. Are you an outfit guy, shooter? What do you like to wear? What's your brand? Travis Matthew. Yeah, I knew all day long. I knew um, yeah, definitely. Uh, G four shoes all day and. <sighs> He's pro deal, yeah. like that, Maddie. What kind of kicks? Are you, kicks are you rocking? Yep. Foot joy, uh, foot joy, head to toe. I like Travis Matthew a lot, though. Too. Nice. All right, Mister Freeman. What's your range warm up? Do you like to hit a blunt, couple of tokes, run to the first tee? You work. I, I like the... a four hundred and seventy three mil IPA. <laughs> Perfect. All right, shooter. Man who knows what he wants. Shooter, like what's that. your range warm up? Do you work through the wedges into the irons? Take it slow. Get some rhythm. It all depends on the game we're playing for the day. You got to have some action. So it might be a warm up. We got a little action going. If not, we're going straight to the box. I like it, Maddie. What's your turn snack? Are you a hot dog guy? Are you a six pack? Smoke a pack of darts? What's your turn you know feed? What? You know what? I, I try to avoid the turn. I I don't know. I I don't like eating a whole lot during the round. And is this because your wife tells you that, or man, you've oh. changed, dude. Oh. You've changed. <laughs> Shooter, what's Finding your go to? Balance. What's your go-to yeah. at the turn? Uh, you got to go with the dog. Hot dog. Shout out Dale Trail. Yeah. What kind of toppings? Yeah, I just say a little, little relish in there. It depends on the, if it's a private club, they got all the trimmings. There you go. One snap. Everyone knows the rules. Yeah. You got it. Dog Maddie, father. Maddie, what's your dream for some dead or alive? Oh, boy. Um, Tiger Woods, obviously. Um Before Jack, just a, just a twosome, just me and Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> you might invite me at the end of the yeah. pod. The other yeah. two, yay, dude, I don't know you can come join on the no, back that's, nine. That's the first twosome we've had. T Tiger, Tiger Jack Arnie. Love Sorry, it. Tiger Love Jack it. Arnie. Shooter, Dream Foursome, dead or alive. Hey, first off, Dream Foursome. Everyone's going to five balls these days, just to let you know. I'd go Freeman, Corrigan. Murray and Parksy. Wow. There we go. Jeez. And dream dream foursome would think, be uh you got something on your nose. <laughs> yeah. Tiger, Phil, Hendrick Stenson. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Hendrick the ice man. Bring in the yeah. bring in the ice. And quickly just to interject, does that mean you can do five balls at the G Diddy? Fuck no. I, I got no comment, man. It's private okay. club. <laughs> I like that. Okay, yeah, that's fair. You just said five balls are becoming the thing, and I'm keeping it me. Maddie, what's, know, the, what's five the five ball rule at Canyon? We don't have one. It's oh. it's foursomes only. That's it, eh? Get some guts and go to the committee, Maddie. Uh oh, that's for another day. Hole in one, I like, Matt Freeman. I like my job. I've been there thirteen years. <laughs> Hole in one, Mister Matt Freeman. I know you've had a couple. Give us a story. Um, not much for a story. I've got two courses, uh, Canyon Meadows and a course in, uh, Dade city, Florida. Okay. I like that. You, 
was that two favorite courses you asked? No, no, hole in one. Oh, hole in one. Shoots, do you have any? I don't think he does. I got I, like I got him. three. I got, got one three. at the club on sixteen, first one ever. Oh. I got one at Inglewood or I got sorry, I got two at Inglewood. One okay. on number two and one on number ten. Is Inglewood a real golf course? I don't know if that counts. All right, Maddie. Oh, come on. There's, there's going to be a lot of haters on you on this podcast. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting it up. release. Those, those boys down in Inglewood are vicious. I'm stirring it up. Them. Hey, it's Let a great golf up. course, man. No, all love for that group. Matt Freeman, favorite golf course in Canada, and then give us one outside of Canada. Can't be the vintage. Uh, no, God. Uh, in Canada, favorite course. I haven't played a lot like of like great golf courses in Canada. <laughs> Jesus. Inglewood, you know what? Maybe? Jasper. Jasper Park Lodge is my favorite in Canada. Pine Valley, I had the opportunity to play a couple of years ago. It's definitely my favorite in the U.S. Sick. I love that. Shooter? Uh, I got to go Capilano. Stanley Thompson special. Played a couple of years ago. It was awesome. Yeah, with, um, your, with your boy Parksy. Got the photos to prove it. Hey, how good was that day? Shout out to the rest of the listeners. We do have a Cavallano episode coming out soon, actually. So. That was a great uh, day. Favorite man. course in Alberta would be Banff, and favorite course I've played uh, at Half Stage Royal County Down. Okay. Oof. Yeah. I, I did play the new redesigned LACC last year, though, and that was special. Just a, just a quick shout out. I'm going to extend the invite. We are hosting a somewhat of a eventually we'll get this nailed down but we're going to host some kind of charity event at uh rolling hills derek's already committed the golf course we got theragun we got a bunch of people on board oh, so man. lots of tour players already verbal committed uh gabby ruffles got- ryan ruffles that whole team so we're, we're gonna actually do just fun. we're actually just inviting freeman it's okay though oh. <laughs> <laughs> no way man shooter's got to be there 100 percent, bro I'll make sure you're there. Shooter, shooter, can you caddy for me that day? <laughs> yeah. We know you're available. That's a one yeah. that's a one twenty kind of loop. That's a one twenty kind of loop. All right, boys. I actually have Derek here. Listen to this one, Parksy. Derek yeah, yeah. Lane is speaking at the uh, Alberta know. spring seminar here in a couple weeks. And so is Matt Janella, I understand. Matt Jan- or is he doing the BC one? For sure. I had to meet him the other day, but uh Derek Lane is uh, I'm looking forward to listening to him. You know what? It, it's funny because we did talk about that. He did mention that on the podcast, so he's pretty pumped for that. And he, you know what? It's funny. As small as this golf world is, a lot of people don't stay super connected, and we as a collective have kind of stayed connected. So it's fun. It's it's nice to know those guys are you know still thinking about us and wondering what everybody's up to and things like that. And they're they're cool because they're still approachable and they're still accessible and they're still you know open to helping and and being that sort of person to lean on. So that's super cool. Last question of the rapid fire 10, not so rapid. Best score, Matt Freeman, and what golf course was it at? I want to say 64 at Babe Zaharias in Tampa, Florida. Oh, wow. wow. That's real there good. Go. Deep. Shooter? I was playing with your buddy Jared Johnson at the Riverside Muni and shot 64. Wow. That was, that was an epic day. It was the first time ever breaking 70. I think I remember that, actually. First time ever breaking 70 and you shot 64. I'll tell you the story. Here's the deal. That's why I got the nickname Shooter. Is this Brad Hamilton, who was the old pro, said, and I, I was playing awful, and he's like, you want to become a golf pro? And I said, and he's like, ripped me. He's like, you sh- I shot like 80 or something. He's chirping me, and the next day I shot 64. It's a true story. 
Were you playing with Patrick Reed? <laughs> no, he you was. Know, I, Patrick I should have been. Reed, I would have shot sixty-one. Brad Hamilton actually yeah. did look he, like Patrick. He was Reed. fifty-eight. You were sixty-four. Yeah. <laughs> it was a career for sure. Brad for Hamilton has the same cup size as Patrick Reed, so that's cute. A little tidbit of info for you, boys. Chucking them under the bus. Any final questions for this uh, stellar group of gentlemen we have on the show tonight? Uh, just that I'm going to need a standing tea time in Edmonton and Calgary <laughs> when I make that journey back. I'll probably do like a big road trip and swing through. We'll grease Maddie for uh, a twilight on a Monday. Yeah. You'll, yeah. You'll be standing all right outside the gates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I thought Uh, okay. That's fine. I guess I'll just, you can just get Murray to sneak in. Sneaking into the trunk of his car in his Aston I know Martin. Some, I know some people. We can take care of you. There you Love go. to host you. Love to host you. Tombo, you got any final thoughts? Um, yeah, just it's been a pleasure, boys. I appreciate you guys sharing some information about your past with Parksy. And yeah, Matt, I respect that you didn't want to throw absolutely every story out there for the world to hear. Um, <laughs> class act. Smart play, smart. Class 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 Thanks. Appreciate well, that, guys. Super classy, guys. And again, I like to say, you know, two absolute leaders in the industry have definitely set the bar at the club pro level in, in the private club industry and and especially in alberta they're absolute legends and, and very well liked by their peers so it's been an absolute pleasure to have you guys on thanks, thanks for, for having us on gentlemen it was a pleasure and uh all the best you betcha thank you a lot of for fun thanks on. guys yeah thanks good sure. luck this summer that we we appreciate you guys jumping on yeah we'll catch up with you soon guys take care thanks boys all right talk to you and thank you everybody for listening and we'll chat with you guys next week cheers